Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 7th of January 2017. This is the new format podcast diary in that it now has its own dedicated page on the website. So if you want to head over to selfpublishingjourneys.com, you'll find that rather than being integrated on the guest interview page, the podcast diaries now get their own page. You don't have to go hunting for the notes and the links and things like that. And I've actually made the the detail for these diary pages uh, much more extensive. There's a lot more on it now. So uh, that's really just responding to feedback from people who seem to appreciate the podcast diaries. So thank you very much for that feedback. And uh, these will be running for the duration at least of uh, the latest novel that I'm writing, the 12 weeks or so that it takes me to write it so that you can hear what I'm doing week by week by week in my own indie author career. So the big news of the week is, having said that, that I didn't actually get started writing this week. So I've been plotting out stories and I use the Novel Factory software, which you'll have heard me saying that I loved before. If you go to paulteague.com at the time of recording this interview, you'll see that there's an article and a video showing you exactly why I love the Novel Factory for plotting. But um, I, I've been doing some thinking, and if you listen to last week's episode, you'll have heard me talk about Flight Plan by Brian Tracy, which is this concept that you're, you're heading for a target in the distance, but that you'll constantly course correct to get there. Now, my target in the distance in this quarter, quarter one, January to March, is to get a thriller in. And originally that was going to be a full-length thriller. But as I messed around with my planning board last week, and I thought things through and I'd been to work for the first time this week. I did two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, doing my new part-time salaried um, work. Uh, I, I rethought some things and thought, you actually, I've, I've missed a trick here. So this next thriller doesn't need to be 90,000, 100,000 words. It needs to be fifty to 75,000 words. It needs to be much shorter because I want this one to be the freebie that I give away in return for the next uh, three books that I'm publishing in March. These are full-length books. So I don't want to give away full-length books if I could avoid it. So I'm going to make this a shorter thriller, which means to have it done by the end of March, actually, I don't need to start writing yet. Now, I didn't feel fully ready um, with the plot that I've got in my head or the plots that I'm, I'm working around at the moment. So I thought, right, that's great. I'll cut myself some slack this week. And I've done, actually, as you'll hear in the diary today, quite a lot of important admin that, that I needed to get done. Uh, and I'm pleased that I've done it that way around. So I'll probably start writing next week. It really depends that when I do the final plotting, where I'm going for a sort of 50,000, 60,000 or 75,000 word book before the end of March. But as I say, this is going to be the lead to capture the, uh, what is it, the lead bait uh, that I use to get people into the Don't Tell Meg trilogy, which are full length novels. So I don't want it to be a full length book. And that suits me at the moment, because I've also got to go through the three thrillers that I wrote before Christmas, just waiting for the last one to come back from a proofreader now. And I'm going to have to get those processed for Kindle and get the covers done. So I've got quite a lot of work around those three books still to do. So it, it's, it makes perfect sense when I thought it through to just have a little bit of a lighter load in quarter one to write a shorter book and then to aim to get on with the, the longer books in quarters two through till four for the rest of the year when I'm not trying to get another three books out. Um, so that feels right to me. The other thing is that I, I've never written in between January and March before. 
Um, so when did I start writing? I started writing 2014. I wrote The Secret Bunker. I started, I think it was in April 2014. And then when I did the Grid series, I wrote that up to Christmas last year and then used January to March to to just do admin and to process those books and get them released. So in actual fact, it's quite exceptional for me to be writing in this quarter of the year. Uh, so I am going to try it, but obviously if... Um, I do want to write that book in this course. I really want to get that done, and it is going to be shorter. But um, if I have to to park it to get the three books that I've already written done, if I end up being short of time, then clearly those three books are going to have to take the priority. So again, it's just a flight plan course correction. If you haven't read Flight Plan by Brian Trace, or haven't listened to the audio on Audible, I highly recommend that. And um, so I said I've been doing lots of kind of. Um, indie author related admin this week and one of the things I did is I've removed my non-fiction titles from Kindle and Draft the Digital now. Now I've written seven non-fiction books, um, I've done an author platform book and then I've done uh, Facebook, email marketing, WordPress, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. So that's seven non-fiction books. Now they've been going for about uh, two years maybe, it must be about two years now um, and I did those after I wrote The Secret Bunker when I realised that with The Secret Bunker, um, you know, I was an unknown author at the bottom of a very deep and busy genre, and that if I wanted to shift some books and get some early successes, it was going to be easier to do it in non-fiction. Now, those books, I, I learned some interesting lessons with those books. I have shifted a lot of those books. Um, but the problem with with those things, and I've discovered this in my internet marketing career, is when you do kind of techie stuff, um, it, it outdates so darn quickly. Uh, and this is this is always the problem with it. You, you're, you're, it's like an albatross. You've got to keep updating it all the time. Otherwise, it just looks dated uh, very quickly. It doesn't reflect well on you. So I've always known that those books would get pulled eventually. And I was always intending to pull them when I hit a critical mass with my fiction. Um, so this year, well, at the moment, I've got uh, six in my dystopian series, and of course, I've got uh, box sets and a six pack for each. So when you look at my author page, Paul Teague on Amazon, it's completely full and populated. You know, there's no gaps in there, which is just, I guess, an OCD kind of thing. With me. I don't want any gaps in there. I want it to look like the whole page is full. And, and it was the same with my other author name, which is P. Teague. That's what I've done my nonfiction under. Now, my preference for my thrillers is to write those under P. Teague. It's funny. I just, I just don't want to use a pseudonym. It must, this must be a vanity thing. I must be really vain. But um, I don't want to use a pseudonym. I want to re use my proper name, uh, uh, you know, and stick my name on the books. I don't want to be known as something else. Now, I, I might have to eventually. But actually, now, knowing that I was going to, to ditch the non-fictions eventually, uh, I just thought, right, okay, I'm going to use P.T. As my, as my thriller author name. Now, there are other problems with that, which I'll talk to you about in a minute, as I've discovered this week. Um, so I've rested the the non-fictions. Um, the non-fiction books are great, uh, and, and frankly, they're more suitable as PDFs. They're, they're not really brilliant for um, for Kindle. And, and the way I sold them is I sold them on Kindle, and at the end of the book, there was always a link to the PDF file, because frankly, they're better as a PDF, because they've got lots of images and screenshots in. So what I'm going to do with those books is certainly the most popular two, which is the Facebook and the WordPress book, uh, and the most useful to most people, which is the email marketing books. I'm just going to update those, and I'm probably just going to use those um, as, as lead captures on the blog 
uh, my blog, paulteague.com, and probably they're, they're useful to indie authors too. So I'll probably use them as lead captures on the podcast site as well, um, because the the what to do and say on social media has never really flown very well as lead capture. I get I get some leads from it, but it's not wasn't as good as the one I had on there before. And I think the WordPress and the email marketing ones will probably do quite well. So I'm going to use that work. I'm not going to ditch the work, but I am going to stop flogging those on on Kindle now because I just don't want to put the time and I want to focus on fiction. So I'm going to have by the end of March um, the six. Uh, I beg your pardon. The yeah, the six dystopians under Paul Teague plus the box sets that go with that, and then with the thriller by the end of March, I'm going to have the three thrillers. I'm going to have the box set, uh, and fairly soon afterwards, uh, this is why I'm not doing a big launch in March. Is I'll have the the free book as well. So that should just about hopefully fill virtually all the slots in that uh, in that kind of new author name. That's what I'm aiming for, and if. If I manage to hit my targets at the end of the year, actually, it'll be fully populated because if I hit all my targets this year, there will be another three books uh, in that section by the end of the year. So that's the plan. Now, so I delisted the books. That's easy. You go on to draft the digital, you delist them, and that happens pretty quickly. I went to delist on Kindle. Uh, that was very, very straightforward. Now, the, the books that were most popular... Um, I did the author platform uh, as a create space. That was because it's, it's a massive book. It's the size of a for dummies book. And I did the WordPress and the Facebooks because they were always the best sellers. They were produced as create space books. So I had to contact create space. It's a slightly different process with them. You have to email customer support and ask them to de- delist the books, which they did. But now I've run into a problem and we're into kind of create space Amazon hell now because as you'll see on the notes page for this podcast diary, you will see that what's happened is, I don't know who they are, but Amazon sellers, whoever these people are, have got hold of my book. The Facebook one is currently available as a second-hand book for 33 or £30, whatever it is. And wait for it. The Facebook one, I've put the graphic on the resources page for this diary, so you can have a look at it. He's up for his, I think it's £999 somebody's trying to sell that for. Now, I've had to get in contact and say, look, I want to use this author name and keep it clean for my thrillers. I don't want to have my nonfiction on, on the PT name. And although I've delisted all my books, these blooming sellers who are quite clearly... I don't know what they're up to. I don't know why people do that because I'm not the only one who this happens to. If you know why people put a book on at £999 when they're clearly never going to sell the thing at that price, what's that about? Uh, I'm trying to think how that might be a scam and I just can't work it out at all. So um, if, if you know, tell me because I'd like to know. Email me at paul at paulteague.com. But I can't figure out what the point is. So anyhow, I'm now in, in Amazon Kindle Create Space Hell asking them to remove those PT author connections, those ridiculously priced books. So when they go, that author name, PT, will be free for me to list my thrillers. Now, if I can't solve that problem, I'm going to have to use a pseudonym because I don't want a WordPress book and a Facebook uh, guide at ridiculous prices on my thriller author name. So I have got into a little bit of um, author name hell here. So we'll have to see what happens with that one. Um, I have actually set up initial drafts of the thrillers on Kindle. Now, what I'm going to do with these books and um, and next week's Monday's interview, actually, when you listen to Adam Nichols on Monday's interview, um, one of the joys of doing this podcast is constantly I'm talking to people. They're always making me think. They're always making me review the way I do things. And when they do something that they're doing much better than I am or cheaper than I am, I think, you know, should I be doing this in a different way? And one of the things that Adam's doing is he's got really nice covers on his books. 
you'll hear that he's he's just started to make a an income from his writing so he's i think he's earning about um taking home about two thousand pounds a month now from his writing which is just incredible from 15 books written in over 18 months i think it was but one of the things he said to me is he's paying 25 dollars for his covers and what he does with them is he just puts them in kindle because that's where we all make most of our sales i think unless you're a children's author and he um, he then he makes create space books, but what he does is he just puts the Kindle cover on and uses their their cover maker. Now I have done this in the past, and if you make your covers black or or blue, if you just use one of the standard colors that create space uses on its cover maker, then it actually they look they look pretty good. But it saves your fortune having a proper cover made with all the spine alignment problems that you get with that. So it's actually quite a good way of keeping the budget down. Now I've learned again, you learn all of this through experience is I don't sell very many paperbacks, but I would like to make them available because some people do like to read in paperback. So I'm, I'm gonna try with these thrillers, the, the, the sort of cheap and cheerful option. Now, I don't wanna get rubbishy covers and um, Adam's designer um, is on Fiverr and I'm gonna try Adam's designer on Fiverr and just see what the covers look like, paying $25 a time. And I'm only gonna get Kindle covers. I'm gonna get them predominantly black or in a color that will blend nicely with the create space cover creator just see if i can keep those prices down um on on the books because i i have been paying you know 300 400 pounds for covers and clearly you know this this prevents me releasing stuff um, as often because it's costing me a blooming fortune frankly to 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 release a book so i really liked adam's you know dynamic principle for getting books done and the other thing that amazed me about what adam does and you'll hear this on monday's interview is he gets a batch lot done he gets um, loads of covers done with with you know generic crime titles and he sort of writes the book to the title it's it was it's an incredible way of doing it i hadn't even thought about it before um so do listen to that interview on monday because he's doing some really cool things um but i'm going to try that too with these thrillers and just see if i can cut some of my prices but not cut quality. I don't want to cut the quality. The books have still got to look good. So I'll let you know where I get to with that. You'll see it. But I have put the thrillers, um, you won't see them on pre-order, but I've started to, to do the listings for them. And I put the date at 23rd of March, which is my notional date uh, for releasing them. But again, I've got 23rd of March as a release date. 23rd of March, because it's my birthday, is when I hope to finish this this thriller that I'm writing next. Um, so I, you know, I might actually just hang on fast track the the lead magnet book and maybe just release the lot of them in April because there's no rush you know they don't gather mold or they don't get old or anything like that you know they, they'll sit there they'll be quite happy sitting there till April so I might just strategically release the lot in April with a free lead magnet book and then charging a decent price for the next three and give that a try so again you know we're back to flight plan I'm going to keep going on about that this year uh, it's not uh, indecision because the the game plan is exactly the same as it always was. The objectives are always the same. I'm just taking different routes. I'm considering different routes to get to the place that I want to be at, and also experimenting. I'm trying to experiment and see if I can do better, you know, cheaper, keeping the quality up, um, and and to try and generate more profit from the books. So that's my kind of writing progress this week. Um, I've been doing lots of other things this week that are writing related, just not writing a book, <laughs> which I was supposed to be doing. Um, but I've, uh, you know, I, as you know, if you listen to this diary regularly, this is my, you can hear it flicking on the microphone there. This is my weekly plan. Um, I've got all my writing. Um, it's all, as I go through the pages here, I know exactly the days that I'm going to write. I know that I can write 5,000 words in a day when I do write. So I know that I got plenty of time to write a 75,000 word book before the 23rd of March. And I've even 
buffered uh, three extra days in case I'm ill or something changes. You know, I have to change events. I've got three spare days in there. So I've got enough days still to write 90,000 words by the end of March this year. So one of the advantages of planning like this, and, and it's funny, you know, I tell my kids this, this is how I used to plan for exams, is when you plot stuff out like that, you know that all you've got to do is turn up on the appointed days, do the work, and the book gets written. So it's, it's why I can say this week, do you know what? I'm not going to write this week because I've got some other more important strategic things to do. Um, and I still know I'm going to get that book written and be able to go to work and do extra bits and pieces that I do. I know that's all going to happen between now and the end of March because I got it planned out uh, a quarter in advance. I've just booked for my first writing event of the year. And I'm delighted to say that this one doesn't involve me traveling to the other end of the world to, to, to attend. Uh, it's called Crime and Publishment. And it's actually based in Gretna Green, which is the next stop, the Scotland way, from where I live in Carlisle. So I booked in for the Friday for a long day. That's the day that's going to be most useful to me. And I'm really looking forward to it. Such a, uh, it's such a refreshing change not to have to travel so many miles to get to a great writing event. Now, I know Graham, the chap who organises this, um, he and I, now have, where have I met Graham? He was at a local Carlisle um, crime event that we had uh, last year, I think it was now. But also he came to one of my corporate trainings that I did through the Chamber of Commerce as well. So I met him directly there. Uh, he is a traditional writer of um, thrillers and, and crime fiction. So I've got his card on my wall here. He's written something called The Major Crimes Team, Snatched from Home, Matching the Evidence and I Know Your Secret. And he writes the Harry Evans series uh, and his name is uh, Graham Smith. That's his surname, Graham Smith. You can find him at grahamsmithauthor.com. And if you want to look out the crime and publishment, if you're in the north of England, and the, you know, the travelling isn't too bad for you, do have a look at the event. It's a three-day event. I've just chosen to go on the Friday because that's the bit that's most useful to me. There are loads of workshops and useful things um, that I, I want to, to attend. But it's very good, very nice to have a, a local writing event like that. I've just finished processing the interview that I recorded with Pip Reed who lives in New Zealand, and Pip is a co-founder of the Bible Pathway Adventures series. Now, Pip, I, I got to know through Twitter, so I think uh, Pip probably found the, the podcast, started to listen, you know, retweeted, and, and this is the joy of social media, this is the joy of the way we can work nowadays. I looked at what Pip was doing, was really interested in it, asked Pip if she'd come for an interview, and wow, what an interview that was. Uh, this is scheduled for the 30th of January, and you know, you keep hearing me say this, that I learn something new from everybody that I talk to, and I think this is the joy of doing a podcast like this. Um, loads of interesting stuff that Pip talked about, but wow, if, you, if you're struggling with Pinterest, if you want to know how to use Pinterest in a brilliant way as an author, um, Pip's just doing amazing things. But also, if you want to hear about... Uh, uh, an indie author who's running a business well honestly it's like it's like she's got loads of staff all around the world she's she's really doing some ambitious outsourcing um absolutely i was absolutely amazed yesterday because i hadn't got an impression of this when i i checked out pip online and looked at the bath bible pathway adventures i hadn't sort of picked this up um i thought they were just a big team i hadn't realized how it was organized so that interview with pip is running on the 30th of january um, I say lots and lots of information in there, but the headlines are, if you want to know how to use Pinterest well as an author, make sure you're listening. And if you're thinking of outsourcing, you really want to hear from somebody who's using it very, very effectively, then make sure you tune in for Pip's uh, podcast edition on the 30th of January. Um, another thing that I'm doing this week at the moment, I'm, I'm beginning to look at Insta freebie. 
uh, more carefully after talking to John Cronshaw, who is a guest in two weeks' time. Um, and I've joined the Insta Freebie Push Plus Facebook group and the SFF, which is Science Fiction and Fantasy, the SFF Book Bonanza FB groups, Facebook groups. So I've joined a couple of groups. And these groups are full of people who get together, use Insta Freebie to then combine their list power to promote a big sort of box set and then obviously to grow each other's lists. That's what I used to call, when I was an internet marketer, we used to call it a joint venture, a JV you know, get together or a, a JV endeavor. So um, I'm, I'm start, I've am I'm played with Insta Freebie and I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm at some point, not now, uh, not until I've started the book probably, but I'm gonna jump on board one of these uh, launches and I'll let you know how it goes. Been eyeing up a couple of writing competitions this week, but then I, I put them through the shredder because I, I need to hold fast to my policy this year of not being distracted by competitions, which, which frankly are not a lot of use. So um, I, what was I? I was a runner up in the, I think it was dystopian section of something called the, is it the London Book Awards? I've just, just got that. And just out of interest, I, I emailed them. They have a sort of a award ceremony event in London. And I thought, well, this is a, that'd be a great opportunity to see my brother and, and, and have some business meetings while I'm down there. So I sent them an email. I said, oh, I'm a, a runner up. You know, what's the arrangements? And I think it was nearly 200 pounds you have to pay to go to an award ceremony, which is supposed to be recognizing your achievements in writing. And, and interesting, there's a great article, and if you go to the show notes for this podcast diary, you'll see the link. I've put the link there. The Alliance of Independent Authors, which, as you, you'll know, I recommend heartily and, and regularly, uh, they've done a great um, uh, page that tells you which awards and contests for indie authors are worth going into, and which are, you know, frankly, just there to take your money, your entrance fee, to then charge you for the resources that you get, like certificates and things like that, and then charge you even more to attend your own congratulations ceremony. So I ain't going to the congratulations ceremony. It's it's too much money. I'm just not doing that. You know, it's, it would just be a, a vanity step too far. Uh, bearing in mind, I also have to pay another hundred quid for the... the um, hotel and another 150 quid um to travel there and back so it's you know it's an expensive endeavor going down to london for me from carl um so i'm not going to that and uh, i shredded a few uh, because they would be vanity attempts and i'm going to stick to the guidance on that alliance of independent authors page which frankly will do the homework for you it'll tell you which ones you should be entering and which ones not to bother with I noticed that my organic sales have tanked over the last month. I don't know why. I'd be interested to know whether you've had the same experience. I've done no promotion, particularly, um, but they've just tanked, halved, I would say. Um, I've done nothing over Christmas, but yeah, they're just halved. Um, yet, bizarrely, I'm getting loads of Goodreads requests. You know, constantly, I'm getting two or three, four a day of people wanting to be my friend on Goodreads. And they've all got photos. I keep checking the profiles and things like that. And that's actually part of my email sequence. So if you got on my email list, um, you you get a, an email saying, let's connect on Goodreads if you're on there. And so I know that these are people uh, who are finding me, well, some of them will be finding me through my email sequence. I assume others are finding me through their friends on Goodreads. But whatever, I'm getting a constant flurry you know, several requests a day now to uh, connect with people on Goodreads. And I haven't got a clue where it's coming from. And I've checked it, you know, what's going on? Is this spam? Is, is something happening? And I can't see anything. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Um, we'll, we'll find out. And, and what, I, what I need to do, obviously, is I need to get a free booksy going on the grid. 
on the secret bunker and you know i need to get some promotion going i need to try one of these insta freebie deals um so as soon as i get underway with the book as soon as i know i'm good with a book and i'm, I'm writing I'll, I'll get some promotion done because interesting if you don't nurture the plant it withers and dies and, and that's how what i feel is happening with sales at the moment um another thing i did this week you know so i haven't been writing as you can hear I, i've done all sorts of other things but I, but I, I didn't do the writing this week um I've experimented with transcription one of the things I'd like to do with the podcast and interestingly I heard Joanna Penn say how much SEO search engine optimization value she gets from having transcripts on her blog and that it really fired for her podcast when she started putting um, the full transcripts of the interviews on each page because they're so keyword rich they've got all the words that people are searching for so I know uh, with my internet marketing and geeky head on that it's a good thing to have transcripts of the interviews it's the search engines love it um you know lovely original content every week which i don't have to sit and write um so i did a little experiment this week i wanted to see what it was like in cost in terms of time and in terms of quality and i can't remember you know i listened to so many podcasts i can't remember where i picked this stuff up from but i'd heard somebody mention speechpad uh, speechpad.com so i i chose a, a random episode of the podcast and got it transcribed uh, so I, I used episode 33, Joanne Phillips. You can go to that link and you'll see what I've done. Uh, and that cost me on SpeechPad. All I did was I uploaded Joanne's audio and then I put it on the cheapest option, which means it came back to me in a week's time. And it cost me $52, which is probably about 40 quid, I would say. Um, now, that I can't afford to do that every week, uh, not with the sort of audience I've got on the podcast at the moment uh, and the level of engagement. Uh, I can't afford to do that. But I want to do it. So you know if if the podcast continues past the year point and beyond then clearly i need to start looking at things like patreon sponsorship and and, and in fact sponsorship i'd love to get some sponsorship for um preferably a, a product that i really support so for instance you know something i must look at something like siteground um which is the, the web hosting that i love and i when i do corporate work and work through the chamber of commerce i use SiteGround for all the sites that i do because i because i love it uh, and it, i'm only having a problem with it because i'm trying to hammer it so much uh, it's great for most people I, I love it simple straightforward reliable all the things that hosting should be um so you know a deal like that would be great and if i could get sponsorship say for you know 200 a month it would probably need to be wouldn't it 200 250 a month i could then transcribe all of the audio with that sponsorship uh, and then the search engine optimization of the site and the podcast would would start to rocket over time so that is an aspiration of mine a long-term aspiration but that ain't going to happen you know anytime soon i don't think uh, and it's um you know, it is it is a long term, and I certainly can't afford to pay that. I can't pay that every month. Uh, what's that out of my own pocket? Be two hundred quid out of my own pocket every month. So I, I can't afford to do that until we get some kind of financial relationship between the podcast and you know what I'm doing on the podcast. And with that in mind, although I haven't linked it on the podcast yet, I had a little dabble with Patreon this week. If you want to have a look at my playing around Patreon page, it's at Patreon.com/slash Paul Teague, um, and and all I. I set that up just to see how it works. It'll, it's live and it can sit there, but it's not linked on the site. I'm not going to push it in any way because I just don't feel like I've got the level of audience or the uh, the audience engagement that, that I need on the podcast really to be even asking for Patreon support uh, at the moment. But again, it's a longer term aspiration if the podcast continues. But take a look at that. One of the things I was, you know, really on Patreon, you have to offer people something in, in return. 
And if you have a look at the pa packages on there, patreon.com slash Paul Teague, I'd just be interested to know if you've got any thoughts on the packages that I'm offering. You know, If you were going to support the podcast on Patreon, would those be attractive packages to you? Because that's really what I'm experimenting with. I'm just thinking, you know, it's just on my radar and I'm just beginning to think, what can I offer people that would be valuable to indie authors that I could give with my experience in, in return for that, that financial patronage on the podcast so do have a look at that let me know drop me a line at paul at paulteague.com if you've any thoughts of that and you know I'd, I'd just love to hear what you think because uh, the time's not right just yet but hopefully it will be in the not too distant future so uh, that's quite a long podcast diary for this week remember if you go to selfpublishingjourneys.com you will see the notes for this diary on the page i've started it by the way with a little youtube video which might depict as it does for me how your new year started with your intention. So I was supposed to be recording this diary today, telling you that I'd written the first 10,000 words of my book. And that, that hasn't happened, uh, you know, for very good reasons. But um, that hasn't happened. And that, I saw that video and I thought, you know, that just sums up what happened this week. It was a bit of a false start. So um, do have a look at that video. It might summarise how you feel too about this week. But you may have you may have done very well. You may have done well with your uh, your targets. Anyhow, we're still on course. That book is still on course to get written. And I've got, uh, what is it, Thursday and Friday pencil in next week to do the writing um, and get get that book uh, started. If I don't start it next Thursday, Friday, then I'm going to be pushed for time to get it done by my birthday. And my birthday is a really good target time to get that book written. So I, I really will be pulling out all the stops to make a start next Thursday. So that's it for this week's podcast diary. I hope you like the new format. I hope you like the new page. Again, please drop me a line. I really value your feedback. You know, tweet me, Facebook me, email me. Um, it's really nice to know if things are working for you, what you like, what you find of value, because I, I just do more of it if that's the case. If you're getting a lot from it, I'm happy to continue uh, to do it. Uh, please make sure that you catch my guest on Monday, Monday the 9th of January for episode 45 of the podcast. I'm going to be talking to Adam Nichols. Now, Adam is going to be really interesting to all of us because he's just started to earn um, an income from his writing. So he's been writing, well, about two years, but in over 18 months, he's written 15 books. They're about, they're not long books. They're, they're sort of 50,000 words plus. They're that, that kind of length of book, but they're not 100,000 word books. He's written 15 of those and he's now earning, just started to earn £2,000 a week from his indie author activities. Now, I don't know about you, but if not a week, I beg your pardon, a month, 2000 a month. I don't know about you, but if I was earning £2,000 a month from my indie author activities, I would be very happy. I don't need to be a rich man from my writing. It just has to bring in a regular monthly income, and, and that would be fantastic. So in my eyes, Adam's made it. I think that's just amazing, and it's onwards and upwards from there, obviously, but to me, that's like the first milestone that we're all kind of after, that ability to bring in enough money from our books to say, great, I can support myself from my writing now. So hear how he did it, all the tricks that he's done. I've been chasing Adam for ages to get him on the interview, and we finally got him there. We coaxed him to the, to the podcast, and he gave me a really good interview. So please listen for that. It's the next episode of Self-Publishing Journeys, Monday 9th of January with Adam Nichols. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you with another podcast diary next Saturday. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.